Welcome to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. Real pleasure to share with you all this morning. I love you guys so much. I love Harvest Australia Church. And uh, it's exciting to be here. Um, 2017, I really believe in God for um, bigness this term, uh, this, this year. Bigness, love it. Well, uh, last time I shared, I shared about the body of Christ. And this morning I want to share about the building of Christ. Sound good? And, uh, you know, I believe that God is building His church powerfully at the moment. You know, there's one church in the city of Adelaide, isn't there? There's many congregations, but one church. And we're organically unified. The life of Jesus is dynamic. And I was going for a walk um, out uh, uh, in Morfittvale Way and um, having a bit of a pray. And I felt Jesus say to me, I am the life of the church. You know, and then I'm hearing him say, I'm the life of the party. And that church is meant to be like a party, you know. Jesus ruined every funeral that he turned up at. And so, and uh, he was at the wedding, you know, at Canaan. He was, he was loving it, living it with his uh, friends. And uh, certainly um, we see Jesus in one another, don't we, as the life of the party. You know, Jackie, a beautiful bride yesterday, um, walking down the aisles, so radiant. And um, my daughter was excited. She thought Jackie might be here today. So where's Uncle Jackie? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but to no avail. <laughs> I think they're in Dubai, Dubai actually. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting to see what the Lord is doing. And his body is a building. And uh, I, I love that so much. What kind of building is this building? And what kind of life is this life. I tell you that we're heading into the time of Easter. The life of Jesus is so powerful. It's dynamic. It's death-defying. It's resilient. It's a resurrection kind of life. And this is the life of the church that we live in. I love it so much. And uh, I feel so excited for, for Adelaide. And what's going to happen? I don't know what's happening now. This, God is saying there's power coming. You know, so it's good. Excellent. Uh, well, I'm going to be sharing from Matthew chapter 16 this morning. If you'd like to open up to that passage, I'll uh, just put a bit of context and then we'll um, share, have a read, pray and we'll go for it. So Jesus' ministry was... Over three years, he was 33 when he rose from the dead. And that's how old I am. So I just like to say that because soon I won't be able to say it anymore. The three years can actually be identified as having these themes. The first uh, year was the year of popularity for Jesus at the wedding. We love you, Jesus. You're awesome. You know, uh, the second year of Jesus. He's, uh, oh, sorry, the, the first year was inaugural year. The second year was that popularity year. But the third year was the year of opposition. Sounds like when a pastor starts at a church, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> moving right along. Um, so 
In this third year of Jesus, the, the year of opposition, he was very aware of finishing his assignment. And uh, just before the Mount of Trigger, Transfiguration leading to go to Jerusalem to enter into his suffering, his passion, unto his resurrection, he actually was with his friends after talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees and um, being challenged by them. And he turned to his friends and said, well, who do you say that I am? And um, we're going to read now what was said. So let's have a bit of a squiz there. Verse 14, chapter 16. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I love it. What is the building? The building is Christ. From Christ, this foundation. Christ the rock. And not just the rock, but the revelation of the rock, the revelation of Christ. That is the very foundation which the church is built on. Isn't it wonderful that the more we become aware of Jesus, the more we appreciate this person, that building begins to happen. The life begins to flow from each one of us out of the revelation of who Christ is. So good. And I love that Peter, that, um, Peter said, you are the son of the living God. The church is about life, life-giving. We are a life-giving community. And I'm going to explore this about why uh, the life of the church is so powerful, so overcoming and resilient, filled with resurrection power. Yeah, come on, Ryan, you're preaching good this morning. This is good. <laughs> love it. All right. Well, we know what the building is. It's built on Christ. It's to look like Jesus. We're growing in Jesus. The Bible talks about us being living stones. And who is building it? Well, Jesus is building it. It says, I say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I'll build my church. I will build my church. You know, Jesus, the Bible says from the passage in Isaiah that he is the chief cornerstone. He is the reference point of all our thinking, all our activities, all our ministry comes from Christ Jesus. Isn't that incredible? And so Jesus Christ is building his church. He will build it. And my friends, that means he will complete it. And if you're a part of it, he is going to perfect you. You're already on your way. And he loves this work in progress that is happening at this uh, point in time. Jesus is raising up this building and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Death will never bring down the church of Jesus Christ. Sin and negativity, division will never take down 
the church of Jesus Christ. Any kind of um, problem can be overcome by this power of Jesus Christ, this resilience that is in his life. I, I, I love him. Jesus was standing out in front of the temple one day in Jerusalem, and he said in his sneaky in this way, destroy this temple in three days and I'll rise it up again. And they thought he was talking about the actual temple there in Jerusalem. But in John, he points out he was talking about his body, temple, a type of the church. I love it. Nothing can destroy the um, power of the church. We have authority with his life over um, the powers of darkness, the gates of hell, over the authority of Satan. We have supreme, transcendent, overcoming power, my friends, over, over the, the demonic. This is powerful. Jesus Christ, he descended into darkness and he rose up triumphantly. And uh, he is risen. Jesus Christ is alive. And he's in our midst. He's in each one of us. And uh, we, can, we can move forward. The church is always moving forward, always moving up. And so this is where I'm uh, finding myself at the moment. Even this morning, I feel the life of Jesus within me. And I know that uh, everything negative, he has overcome. It's powerful. You can see that uh, he says to Simon Peter, and I, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus, the Christ. We're going to read on. I want to uh, really explore now how the church is built in partnership with us, what Jesus loves to do. So in the context of this passage, let's read on a bit further about what happens. Now that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Verse 22. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And, and whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So good. So how is this church built? I can see that the church is built through the way of the cross and resurrection. Just like the process that Jesus went through, as we follow him in this, we begin to uh, find the victory of the cross. We begin to see, uh, as we're dealt with by the cross, we carry the victory of the cross. Everything negative can be suddenly dealt with in our lives. It's so good. I love it. I know that there's no one in this church that I hate or dislike. There's no one in this church that I... I can say before the Lord, I'm holding something against you. Because I just run straight back to the cross, you know. I hold on to the cross and then I come right over to, you know, I'm clinging to that thing, you know. And the cross here in this place isn't um, about suffering. 
Oh, you got to take up your cross so you suffer. It's about killing. It's about finishing off your soul life, your selfishness, your opinions like Simon Peter. Oh, oh, I got an idea. Jesus, far be it. For, oh, you know, I had that revelation about you. So, you know, I just want to give my opinion right now. No, 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 no. The church is never built on opinions. The church is not a democracy. The church is about one person. One personality is the life of the church. One name, Jesus Christ, not a denomination. And so we get in His slipstream and we pick up our cross and we say, I'm dying to selfishness. I'm dying to my opinions. I'm dying to my negativity. I'm dying to my ambitions and aspirations. I'm going to focus on Jesus Christ. I'm sold out. I'm turning my back on the world and I'm listening only to His voice and following His step, step, uh, step uh, footprints, even if it takes me to a death-like situation because I know there's going to be resurrection. The church is never built on opinions. The church is built upon the foundation of the revelation, of the rock, of Christ, the chief cornerstone. And we're living stones. And He's rotting His life. And that life, my friends, went through the cross. It went through the re- up into resurrection. And that life is in your spirit. But that life has been wrought into your thinking. That life of, that's gone through Calvary, descended into darkness, risen up in resilience and resurrection power is overtaking your emotions, my friend, and giving life to your mortal body. He's transforming you, conforming you, melting you, moulding you, transfiguring you to be a living stone that is connected to that rock and being built up into a temple, into a house, to a dwelling place. And I'm not even into visitations. I'm into habitation. And I find those other living stones and I connect. Click, and it is good. The church is never built on opinions. Ha ha. This is not a democracy. And what does it say in Ephesians? The apostles and prophets. Ha. The apostles and prophets. Come on. Let's just call them leaders. These are global leaders or connected with churches. The elders. Who here would be willing to lay down their opinions and follow Leaders, follow elders, because they have died. They have counted the cost for the house of the Lord, for the building, even in a greater way than you can know sometimes. And do you know what they're ministering? They're not ministering their opinions or their ideas. They're ministering Christ. They're dispensing the divine economy as stewards into the house of the Lord. Ha! Into you guys, the riches of His glory, which are the riches of His death. And Jesus didn't just die to forgive your sins. He died to damage sin, crucify sin. He died to nail the law to the cross. He died to disarm principalities and powers. He became the bronze and serpent. He was the wheat, grain of wheat that fell to the ground. Jesus Christ took everything to the cross. He, he reconciled everything. And it wasn't just Jesus, it was God in Jesus. Father, Son and Spirit was totally there at that time. Ha, come on. And, he's, and so the apostles, the prophets, the leaders from Jesus Christ, 
They are rotting that into you. It's all I care about. All I care about is Christ. Come on. Paul said to his friends, the Corinthians, which was turning into a shamozzle with divisions and moral immorality, figuring out the church practice. He said, the saints who are sanctified in Christ. And he looked at them from that posture and perspective through that lens. And I'll always look at the church that way. The glorious church. Ha. I'll always look at you guys that way, I promise. And I know Marty and Karen absolutely do. And they bring me into alignment and see clearly how glorious it is what God is doing in our midst. It's, it's purely wonderful. We follow Jesus going through this pathway to Calvary getting dealt with by the cross. So we carry the victory of the cross and the resurrection. Paul said, death is working in me, but life is working in you. Ha <laughs> ha. Always carrying around about the dying body of Jesus Christ so that we may manifest his resurrection as well. Oh, that you might know him. That he might give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened, that you would know him better that you know the inheritance He has in you, that you know the power of His resurrection, which He worked in Christ, which works in you when He raised Him up. Come on. I love the church of Jesus Christ. I love the resurrection power. And don't look at me like the cover of Lamentations because Jesus Christ is back in town. Come on. And nothing's going to stop Him. You can't stop me. You can't stop the life of Jesus Christ in me. When I went up to Wyla, I was 22 years old. I was pretty naive. I put my name down to have a shared house. I thought, yeah, I'm probably going to get with a Christian young guy like me. We're going to start a church. Be singing Kumbaya on the patio as the sun sets over the red plains. And they sent me up there and it was far from it. I was with a teacher that was out of the system for reasons I won't say. And he was, they put me with this house, in this house by accident. He was a Beatles lover, which I appreciated, but a smoker. And I chained one as well. He did like coffee, which is great. And um, I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, I'd get home from my trip in Adelaide and he'd be like um, paying me out about my faith, persecuting me. One time I got home, there was a Buddha, say like an American Buddha, on the, on the table. I'm like, what is going on? And uh, I'm thinking, Jesus, you've got to get me out of this. See, so, you know, I've developed my Australian accent. Jesus. So good. Love it. Say it like a man. Come on. Find that Australian spirit. And uh, there I was. And I'm like, what is going on? And um, the principal found out about it. He bailed me out of there. Uh, and I had prayed. I said, Jesus, you're going to do something with me. I knew the principle of death and resurrection. You just embrace any cross. It's not about suffering, picking up, picking up your cross to suffer. Again, it's completely annihilating opinions wonderings. I just knew I had to keep loving Jesus because that's what it is to follow him. And then they, she gave me a phone call. Her name was Karen Draper. I still remember. <laughs> oh, we've got your house. It's in Vice Count Slim. And uh, I went around there and it was right next door to the church that is in the middle of Wyala, Bethel Church, near Woolworths. I'm on the busiest streets. And do you know what? From that moment, everyone knew that's Ryan's house. Someone that was in trouble came there. That's Ryan's house. Some, some youth from next door, young adults from next door. Oh, let's go to Ryan's house. The pastor's like, do you want to preach on Sunday? I'm like, it's about time. No, just joking. And he gave me the microphone and I preached and there's all these people. And 
oh, this is amazing, the popularity uh, in Christ in me, and I'm not ashamed of it. And, uh, you know, I went to go to the Wyler Airport to leave, and um, the, the, uh, one of the bosses there, he looks at me, I'm trying to give him my license to I proof of identification. He's like, put that thing away. I know who you are. <laughs> hey, but you know what? I've been through other death and resurrection cycles, but where I'm at now is I carry the death and the resurrection at the same time, and I die to opinions. I get, I get behind Marty and Karen. I, 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 I follow them. I know that they're under healthy leadership, and ultimately it's Jesus Christ. And the church is not a democracy. Ha! Huh? And I trust their leadership. Come on. Come on. And I believe in Harvest Australia Church. I believe in the church because the gates of Hades will never prevail against the church. Ever. Ha. And so I'm always going to stick up for this house. No one's ever going to speak negatively about this house without me finding out about it, approaching them, and, and just, you know, in love, saying this is an incredible house. If you love Harvest Australia Church, you're on, you're, you, you love this place. Three people, come give me a high five right now, really quick. Come on, that's good, that's good. This is good, awesome. Thank you, we love you, Mel, we love you. And so we, we believe in the church. You know, I'm not a church basher. I'm not a, ch- I'm not a hater. I don't get my judge duty on when I go to a church and be like, you know, I'm not like that. You know, Jesus doesn't have a body image issue. You know, he's very happy with his body. It's exciting. You know, I love it. That one was mine, by the way. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jesus just it really loves his church. I, I'm so excited about this. We're in Christ and we can be victorious. I just want everyone to have full permission to know that Jesus is the life of the party, which means you can be happy. We're victorious. Jesus was a man acquainted with sorrow and grief and he suffered. You know, after his resurrection, he was sick, sneaking up on people and eating food and going to gardens and well, a garden and he's, and yeah. He's, he's a really happy person. Jesus is a really smiley guy. And uh, I, I love him. And when I meditate on him and I read the word, you know, then from that place, I'm like, I want to build his church. I want to partner with him. I want to dispense who he is through my tone and through my face and through my relationships. I want to get with other stones and living stones and be connected to that. I want to put aside opinions so there's no gaps between stones and click. Oh, likeness, agreement with Christ. Boom, in our thinking, oneness, unity, etc. I always know I'm going to be in the right place if I'm under Martin Karen, if I talk through stuff with them, my wife, etc. I'm no, I'm, I'm safe if someone challenges me. Well, and, and that's just a safeguard and it's good. But I want you to know that anyone in leadership that is serious, you look at their body and you see if they bear the marks of Jesus Christ. Ha, I love it. And they know Jesus Christ as well. And I know him and I love him so much. He's, he's my God. And, you know, I fully would have been like Peter, impulsive, just like, yeah, I'll jump out in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wash my feet. Oh, yes, wash my feet. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so funny. I want, I just want uh, just three, three, one person from this, one person here, one person here, one person here. Come up just now. Anyone, it's your opportunity to get a prophetic word. Like just, here's the Peters in our community, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm just talking about the expression of Christ because Christ is in us, but, and you turn around the other way. Christ is in us all, guys, as living stones, but he, 
likes to manifest, he likes to display, showcase his expression in a, in a, in, through different facets, through different living stones, which have different colors, which are jewels to him, right? Yeah, like the jewels on the ephod, eh? the priest, you know? And so I just love what I'd love us to do more in, in the prophetic culture here is to say, hi, I see this in you. I want to validate that I see this quality, this attribute, this dimension of, of his glory, of his goodness. Because as he wrought his death and resurrection life into us, and his riches of his resurrection are about overcoming death, Satan rising up victoriously. The Bible said that it was impossible that the pains of death could hold him back. And you know, the resurrection power in each one of these guys is irreversible. Nothing's going to stop it. Nothing's going to quench it. Nothing's going to stifle it. They can't even do it themselves. It'll just come out eventually, you know. Jesus will resurrect out of their grave-like thinking. Come on. Um, That's not a reflection on any one of you here. Yeah. Okay. For Roger, I just want to say, like, I see in him a man who uh, carries a, a, a wonderful uh, humility, the, the humility of Jesus Christ, the meekness of the Lamb. He carries that in a powerful way. He's a very experienced man. He's a very gentle man. Uh, sorry, a very, um, he's gentle, but he's very wise. He's knowledgeable. But he chooses to posture himself under leadership to serve the house wherever he can. He's well connected, and you are a prime example of a living stone. Give him a clap. You may be seated. That's excellent. Jennifer, I just, we just love you so much. We admire the transformation that the Lord has done in your life, that you've cooperated with him. You've just let him have his way in your life, and you really do shine, shimmer, glow with the glory of the Lord, and you carry a real um, uh, excitement about Jesus and what he's going to do. And uh, this excitement is contagious. And so in that, it's typified by, yeah, joy. You shine joy. And I see the color of wine just coming out of you. So yeah, bless you so much. Give her a, give her a big clap. Awesome. And we love Kathy as well. And when I think of her, I think of passion. I see the color amber. She brings that expression of Christ as a living stone. And it's so powerful. And we really need you. The Adelaide needs you. And uh, your time is now, you know. So give her a clap. We love her heaps. And, and these guys are people filled with resurrection power. You, you ought to get them to lay their hands on you, man. Because once you've gone through things, man, you carry the, you carry the weight, you know, the, the ever-increasing glory. It's powerful. The transcendent power, the supreme power. Love it. And uh, Tom, I've just been loving, who's been noticing over the last few months just how Tom's been turning it up? Like, he's just been turning up things in his life. It's so good. Excellent. And you know, I see him, this man speaks to me about redemption. He speaks to me about, um, about fighting. He speaks to me about uh, someone who, who, who is is strong in what he believes. And I see the color silver just on him. And he carries that, that uh, of the Lord. And so I, just see, I hear the Lord saying, you're courageous as well. Sound good? Awesome. So you, can you see? All right. Now, I'm a prophetic minister, right? I can say that. We, we all are. But, you know, I do have a, a grace in my life to equip. And what I'm doing now is I'm equipping you to hear the voice of the Lord. You're not talking up their old man. You're not talking up their opinions. You're not flattering them. You're speaking to Christ in them. And you're speaking that nature 
of Christ into them, which is increasing his growth in them. Does that make sense? We, we speak into Christ, into what Christ is doing in people, into the new creation nature. It's so good. Come on. We're, we're, this is good. I'm so excited for you guys. I want to say again, Jesus is the life of the church. And I love seeing him in people. I, I love recognizing Jesus in certain ones, identifying him. And I believe now's the time to say, I'm going to lay aside my opinions, which have been inhibiting, like Simon, Peter, inhibiting the work of Christ, the growth of the church, the building up of his house, his habitation. And, and we're in a season now where we need to say, okay, I'm going to do this, Lord Jesus. I'm going to follow you. I, I've had ideas about how the church should be. But, hey, I'm putting that aside because I want to focus on you and I want to be built from that place of a revelation of Christ. And that's awesome. Let's love us to, um, uh, uh, the musicians to come forward. I'd love you to turn to Second Peter in finishing Second Peter chapter 2. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, sorry. says that, I'll just read from, from Matthew 16, Peter was one of the main characters in this narrative and Jesus had said to him, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. And whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Awesome. That word come after. Then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I want us to know that we are living stones today. We are filled with this resurrection life. And uh, I would love us to lift up some spiritual sacrifice, lift up some praise. I believe as we sing this song this morning that the Lord is going to come with more power, more life. He's going um, to uh, come and rush over uh, negativity, run over things that feel like death, things that feel like pain and shame, guilt. The life of Jesus is going to come and transcend, transcend all that, trump all that. You're going to feel living. You're going to feel like you're a living, dynamic stone. You're going to feel vibrant, alive, and you're going to feel stable. You're going to feel strong. You're going to feel even more transformed. And so I want you to come to him as a living stone this morning. I want to say maybe there's some unlocked. I want to say maybe there's some unlocked stuff in, within you that Christ wants to manifest himself through to benefit others, to show his expression 
And I, I prophesy that there's a worship movement in Adelaide. There's a, there's a worship movement coming uh, that uh, is, is something that hasn't been seen before, which, which is, is worship evangelism. And I see the, the, these worshipers rising up uh, with great praise and great song, making a sound loudly across Adelaide, broad, broadcasting across Adelaide. And this is, the, this is what will typify this worship movement. It will be so combined, so combined in its nature of um, bringing together local church that people say, which church is running that? And they say, I don't know. I don't know. The, the Adelaide church is running it. And I believe that this will usher in something so powerful uh, that, that is so marvelous that, um, you know, everyone will say, behold, we thought that church in Adelaide was finished. We'd rejected the church, but Jesus is alive. Come on. So let's stand this morning. I want you to come up the front. And if you want to just find that life, find that vitality, find that dynamite, dynamic robust, resilient resurrection power again, even more because you need it. I know I need it. I'm going to be up the front here worshiping you too. And I want us to lift up praises to Jesus Christ like this church has never done before. And we're going to break off chains. We're going to break open barriers. We're going to release the life of Jesus Christ. It's going to be released into the college, into the surrounding suburbs, into our neighborhoods, into our houses. I prophesy you're going to feel life like never before. The resurrection Power is today, I prophesy and declare it. 